Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Five hour tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors with zero sugar and four caffeine. Calories. It fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. 5-Hour Tea. Caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight. From the makers of 5-Hour Energy. For more information, visit 5-HourEnergy.com. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is One-on-One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One-on-One with Jasper Cole. All right. Howdy, howdy, howdy. And welcome to One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we are live at Temple Base Studios right here in Hollywood, California. Everyone, please follow us on sh- social media. So it's now uh, Instagram, Twitter is Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S. Facebook is Jasper Cole. And there's jaspercole.com. There's a link to one-on-one on my uh, website and you can also uh, check out all our past episodes and we're now on like 30 uh, platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, the whole thing. Um, So everyone, I am... And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Beyond excited today because I am welcoming back to the show my former co-host, and now we're going to have Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. as a guest today. Hello, Planet Eartha. Ralph, it's so great to see you. Jasper, thank you for welcoming me back. It's a little weird to be in this different space and... We're in this very intimate room, and it's very different than our last show we used to do together. Yeah, this now that I think about it, like look at the different formats we've had. Now I'm hearing an echo. Is should I be hearing that? It's probably your brain. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably. uh, Do maybe take the headphones off. This is what's. This is fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, you you sound great. By the way, Um, everyone, um, we're also streaming on Instagram right now at. 
at Jasper Cole. Well, you know what's says. interesting, Jasper, now that I'm thinking about it, we've done several formats. When we first started out at GVB, it was audio only. We sat around a console table. Then we segued into visual when we went, <clears throat> moved on to Gow, Sunset, we UBN. were at Sun, UBN at Sunset Gower and Sunset Bronson. Right. Uh, we got to do visual there. Then when you segue, then into, I went back <clears throat> to just audio. Audio with one on one. Yeah. <clears throat> but didn't we, we do did a one some on one ones on camera? Yeah, because Bill Alverson was a yeah, a one-on-one. and Tony Tripoli and different people. So, um, <clears throat> but and then they, I went to audio because basically we got so many more followers on iTunes, and mm. so that's what. That's what started happening. Is that what prompted that's to just, do the audio? And that's just on audio. That's that's what prompted to right. run and just focus. But on everyone, audio. if you're watching on Instagram right now, you can see Ralph is in his signature orange, as he that is his color, and um, so anyway, it is so great to have you here, and you've had quite a uh, quite a journey in this last year. Yeah. Well, f- well, Ralph's whole life is a journey, mm. and we're going to get into that as well. But I, I'm going to sign off on Instagram. I just want everyone to see the gorgeous Ralph Cole Jr. Thank you for tuning in, Planet Eartha. And we'll, we'll Planet be, Instagram. Yes. So there goes the Instagram, and I'm excited because I'm over 55, and I, I just did something technical. Yes. Sure. Thanks to Brandon helping us. Shout Thanks. out to Shout Brandon out to Brewer, our, our producer, fierce. and to John Williams, who's behind the scenes. Yes, JW. Pulling all the strings. Who, oh, wow, yes. that's right. It is, it's like a reunion. It's a reunion. It's a, and also Dara Scully, Dara, Dara Zane now, we want to say she is in London, and she sends her love to you. Oh, uh, thank you, Dara. And to all of our listeners, who <clears throat> Dara was our entertainment dish with Dara for... Do you know we did that show for like five years? Four or five years. Four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we start, like I said, we started out of GVB audio, went over to UBN. We did blog talk for a while. Blog talk from different locations. And like I told Brandon, um, we met so many people. Yeah. And a lot of people. And, 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 you know, the, the, your first premise when you wanted to do on the set with Jasper Cole was to, have people from all walks of the industry, Inter- not just actors. Industry, yeah. And I mean, I got to meet Greg Richmond through you, um, Edward Jimenez. I mean, John Wetter. I mean, the list just goes We also on. had some great industry guests. Yeah. Didn't we? Well, th- that was one of the industry. The, I, like, I mean, Ed- like even actors that we loved and, and people like Bruce Valanche oh, and all kinds of wonderful Lee, people. Oh, Cheryl Lee, Ralph, yeah. Valerie Pettiford, Carlise Burke. Yes. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on yeah. of all the people we met. And then I'm like, you know... Um, <clears throat> I'm friends with Jennifer Bassey now. That's thanks to you, Miss, you know, all my children, um, Alicia Minshew, yes. um, Carolyn Hennessy. I mean, it's just like you exposed me to a lot of different people that, yeah, I might have met at some point. Chrissy Metz, hello. Oh, you know, we met Chrissy before this is before us, this right is us, which after is, American she, Horror Story. When, yeah, yeah, she was a talent agent, a commercial Remember she agent. Sang, she and JW sang that. Sang. And do you know what's horrible about that is I can't, I don't, when when the show went to YouTube, see, you can't have music, on, you don't have, we don't have the rights mm. on YouTube. So the two of them singing, I don't have a record of it. Because remember how amazing they were? Oh, wow. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Because the world's God, starting to find out your... what a great singer Chrissy is. Oh, yeah. And then with Dot Todman, her, their vocal right. coach. and Just yeah, on so we, and on. I like, yeah, I like it that, I like that we had Chrissy on then and I met her then before. 
Right. She's a big And she hasn't changed at all. And which would be lovely if we met her now too. But I like having the comfortability of a star like Chrissy Metz who will text me back. Absolutely. You know, or Facebook Messenger me if I write her a message. You know, is it her? Well, yeah, I want to believe it is. is. It's her. It is. She, I'm telling her things that somebody else wouldn't necessarily right. know. Or she'd have to be sitting in the room going, yeah, that's true. Right, <laughs> you know, right. he did say that, you right. know. But um, <clears throat> that was all a great experience. So, and like I was telling Brandon, just getting to do this venue, because I do film and stage and TV, right. you know. So radio is, I'm glad that we're audio today, but get that little bit of Instagram thing going. Right. Because remember, when we, when we started it at uh, GVB, we really didn't have a clue what we didn't have any real set out. We didn't know what we were going to do. I, I had only been a guest on uh, Tony Sweet's former show. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it's funny. You can't create chemistry. And this is what we've learned as actors on shows. Also, you hear actors talk about, like the cast of Will and Grace will say, well, from the table read, we were immediately hit. We were connected. Mm-hmm. So I want everyone to know, Ralph and I have actually only only known each other. This is our 10th year. Right, mm-hmm. we're going into our tenth yeah. tenth year. But for me, I don't. I think all of our listeners have that connection in life where you meet somebody, and I, I really think I've known you for like thirty years. You've always said that, right? I mean, yeah. it feels to me like, and we met. We I was producing or co-producing a, a TV pilot called Just Like Family. Um, I had a client at the time who was starring in it, and it was a uh, Marla Gibbs and. Uh, Thea Vidal, Garrett Thea Morris, Fidel, it was Frida Payne, Frida Payne, uh, and it was a great, it was a great indie pilot that we were all trying to put together on La Brea. And I just know I, I arrived for the table read because everything I came in because my client Amanda was starring in it, so I really didn't have anything to do with the casting or any of that. Um, so I came in for the table read, and all of a sudden, this guy walks in. And from the moment he opened the front door and walked into the room, I was like, okay, this bitch is fierce. Now, what, what is this? Who is this? I don't know him. Hmm. And then we started the table read, and I was just like, this person is a star. Oh, God. Yeah. And Where I remember has you he called, been? You called Denise Boutet. N- yes. And let her know that you had met somebody that we could potentially work with. You I know? said, I don't know where this guy came from. I, I've never heard of him before, but Ralph Cole Jr., and he's amazing. And so, so... As a lot of you know, I have Newman Thomas management. So I, I, I never go looking for clients. They either find me or people refer them or whatever. So I, I was blown away by Ralph's performance. Um, that's just a table read. I hadn't even seen anything beyond that. So I emailed Ralph and I was doing like a fishing expedition to find out if he was if he had representation, if he was happy with his representation. So I was just kind of hinting around and I had invited him to a screening of something that was coming up. And then like, you know, and then I would go to the set, like I would go to the filming and see you and, you know, Ralph never mentioned anything. So I just thought, oh, fine, that's fine. He's got his reps and he's happy with it. So we'll just continue on. And then I don't know how many, a week went by or two weeks and then, I think what happened was it went to spam. Is right. that right? I had never seen the email. And then one day I discovered, I thought, oh, fuck. He'll think I'm not interested. Well, But then when I saw, I got to see you on the set again. And right. Then we talked, and then you said, were like, so, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yes. No, I am totally interested. And I would like to be with you. And then I looked up you. And that's how we knew, had our mutual friend. We have so many mutual oh, friends. Oh, God. 
Yeah, we're, whom we're, I think get your stuff, get your Max Mitchell, Max Mitchell, right? And I was able to reach out to Max Mitchell and go, "What do you know about Jasper Cole?" And he gave you such a glowing recommendation. Right. I paid him so, well. Okay, yeah. So that was really nice, and that was the start of it. Yeah, and we've stayed together all this time. And we've through, been through a lot, through the highs and lows. You know, it's like we call it the yin and the yang. Yeah, exactly. Just staying tenacious and getting to do it. I'm glad that we have stayed tenacious because all the people back. 10 years ago, it's all changed for you guys too. Everybody. All you big guest stars and that used to just sashay in with your five figure amount. You know, it would be like scale plus 10. It would be like, oh, not for Jasper Cole. But those days segued for a lot of people. Oh, now I'm you know, just begging to get you, a co star. You know, we're all just, yeah, it's so different. But I'm the, the point of that was that you stayed with me yes. rather than. You know, oh, saying no. it's not working, Ralph. Let's, you know, because it doesn't always work no. at the chemistry. Well, I've always told Ralph, Ralph, Ralph is a star and he's going to the right vehicle. Well, first of all, the right vehicles have all come and you've excelled in everything and you're, you're making it right now. Everyone's making it as they're on the journey. Because we all know people who have had the series and mm -hmm. that was great. And then the series is not there and they have to continue. Mm -hmm. And they're back on the... They're back on the trail, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but I do believe your breakout kind of role is coming for you. I thought your role on NCIS, uh, this is it still this season? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. Th but it aired season. last fall. Mm -hmm. um, that was the perfect part for you. If, if those of you didn't see it, do you remember the name of the episode? Ralph? Love Thy Neighbor. Love Thy Neighbor. It has reran once already, but you know, that show will just can continue to run so everyone look that up because ralph played a really busybody uh neighbor <laughs> who yes. was a witness to supposedly a, a potential witness or he had his theory about a crime that's a, to your point there's a part that was totally perfect for me i went through the audition process and got it so that's why I am happy to remain tenacious and know that it can happen again because NCIS is such a major machine that, <coughs> excuse me, so and many And a very actors, difficult show to get on. Yeah. It's one of the it's, few shows where you pre-read still and then you have to go to, to an in-the-room producer's callback, which I think there's like two shows that still do that in L.A., you know. Yeah, it everything's was like, cast off tape. There were days. a lot of people up for the role, and you know, we're all milling around the waiting room in the hallway, going over our lines. I went and did my thing. So that just leads me to know: <clears throat> stay tenacious if you can, because that you know, look, I was up against a lot of people. The showrunner brought his people in, and right. I still got the part. Right, and uh, so it, it just the point we're making is when it's your part, it's your part. Right, and that's what actors have to realize. Like. And and also, we're both kind of specific, you know, very specific in what we play. So I can't also, you know, play this the everyday guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I, my stuff has to be very specific also. And like with your stuff, I mean, you have your you have your group of people you mm -hmm. quote not compete against, but that are up against the same parts. And all of you could any of you could do the part. It's just a matter, do they want... The look, yeah, it's the just look so many... And, I mean, we've defied so many things. I mean, my age is what it is now with my gray hair, and I still go in for the 30-year-old parts. Yeah, it, tell, I mean, you just worked on uh, Jane the Virgin, and wasn't that character in the breakdowns, like the 40s? Some, yeah. Late was, 30s, yes, the 40s? And it just goes to show you Hollywood and actors and anybody... <clears throat> 
there's no there's no rule no. you know it's just there's no why did i get the role of the sales clerk and i'm happy now you know back in the days i would get a role like a sales clerk or waiter or Doc customer or, or whatever no name and i would be like oh god i really wish i had a name and i thought you know what I'm glad I don't have a name this time because if my name was Reginald, you wouldn't know who I was during the show. As the sales clerk, I have a great scene with the star of the show. It's in and out, but you're there. I'm there, and that clip, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but the way I looked and the way I felt doing it gives me the confidence now to say, like, when you have sent me various scripts or throughout the the years and throughout the months, um, To have the confidence to say, oh, you know what, I want to, I want to play the lawyer right. in this one. Mm-hmm. And before I wasn't like that. No, I, I, I was still like, no, I'm just going to be the androgynous, the, funny the, guy, the funny sidekick, and um, and the which, gay best friend, or and whatever. on NCIS, I mean, I got to hold my own as one of the lead neighbors, and that gave me the confidence to know, like, yeah, I can still be my wild, wacky self, but with my hair the way it is now because the gray is in and because I own the fact that I'm 60. I love that. It's so fun to be able to say that like when you have sent me breakdowns and stuff and when I see 50 to 60, I'm like, oh, great. Right. And again, it just depends because you, Ralph, you go into a room and if, you know, sometimes it's 60s and they really mean 50s to play 60s and then sometimes you have 70 year olds and it's just a matter I mean because Ralph's energy is so youthful in your body and all that and you really don't look 60 it's an it's so funny whatever that means whatever that means it's so funny how just our society is about everything I mean we could go on and on about that but it's so true what Jasper is saying okay if there's a part for a 60 year old I read the breakdown and go what kind of 60 year old because Hollywood and casting is still so ageist. Mm -hmm. And they feel, I mean, they have 50-year-old characters calling them elderly. Senior citizens. At senior citizens. And you're 55. Although technically I turned 55 that you can get the senior discount. (coughs) Bless you. Oh, absolutely. Go to Ross Dress for Less on Tuesday's 10% discount. And you can get, well, you could always get a free breakfast on your birthday at Denny's. Right. Well, I stopped going to Denny's after the last time I went to Eleven years ago in Palm Springs, when I was only forty-four, mm-hmm. and they asked me, "Did in Palm Springs would I like the senior discount?" And I was like, "Bitch, please!" I, I, I was like, "What?" And Dennis was with me, so I said to the waitress, "Really?" I said, "So you think I look old enough to get the senior discount?" And she just paused and went, "Hmm." <laughs> I've never gone back. Oh wow! At forty-four in Palm Springs, with average age was like one hundred and seven. I totally go and get that. Well, now I'm man. loving the discounts because you know. But, um, but I want to. I want to take us back. I want to take us back to when this all started. Ralph is a native. Los Angeles. How do you say that? Los Angelian. Thank you. Um, born and raised in. LA. He's an only child. His dad was a doctor and, and and one of the few doctors that used to make house calls, mm-hmm. correct? Up until yeah, up until he stopped doing it. And then his amazing mother, Rose, was a school teacher. And I still have Rose, thank you. Rose goodness. who Ralph lives who lives with Ralph and he takes care of. I live in the house that she and my father bought. The house that Ralph grew up in. So yeah, from nineteen sixty five in Windsor Hills. Which so, Ralph calls the Black Beverly Hills. Well, right. no, I didn't call it. That's what it that's was. That's what always. it was called. That's right. what it was called. But now, like and then you I said, thought, no, I want to say Windsor Hills. I don't. 
don't want to have to like bring Beverly Hills into it. You know, although a, you did go to Beverly Hills High, I did uh, go to Beverly Hills High, and because uh, there wasn't a Windsor High, no, no, no. And the, my mother wanted me to go out of district because she wanted me to get the best education right. possible. I'm so glad I went to school back when I did because oh. now it is so scary. I'd be scared to go to school. Can you now. imagine like if we had had social media back in the day when we were growing? Oh my up, god, the shit I did, I would it's, just be. It's so different. You were yeah. probably a good kid, but I, I, was, I was wild. I was good, but still, like, yeah, it is amazing how we've all grown up and are going, like you said, these journeys. Yeah, so that's where it all started. So it all started, and, and you, now, did you, did you have an affinity for the arts immediately, for TV? Yes. Comedy? I, Tell us who, who your influences were. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, seriously, it was I Love Lucy. Right. It was I Love Lucy and Father Knows Best. I can remember watching Now, Father. you're the first person that sat here. A lot of people talk about Lucy and Carol Burnett, but no one's mentioned Father Knows Best. But Jane Wyatt and Robert Jane Robert Young, Young, I and Kitten and Kitten and um, Bud Bud oh Bud and but the oldest daughter oh um, uh, she she were oh I can't her yeah. name escapes me but I can remember watching Father Knows Best and I cried during an episode because Kitten had been something had happened Molested. to Kitten. Oh. <laughs> no, that would be today. <laughs> the remake. Actually, they were. She probably was being molested, but that I'm was, sure they're that was do a not remake talked about. Like that's all they seem to be able why, to do. Now, are why don't we pitch that a remake Father of Father Knows, Knows Best and, with Sinbad? Um, <laughs> with Sinbad as the father. Oh, that's hilarious. Pulled up no, way back. But I can remember watching Father Knows Best and just thinking, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to be on TV and do that. And it's so I. I, I used to hesitate saying Father Knows Best and I Love Lucy because they're white shows and I should really be like, I good guess, times. like I Spy and, um, <laughs> you know, or good, Flip Wilson. you know, use Flip Wilson, which I did which, watch. Yeah, Geraldine. Um, Geraldine. Chris going fine, Ray Charles. But I'm um, a Nipsey Sanford Russell. And son. Oh, yeah, Red Fox. So I know What's about What's happening now? Should we actors. just keep going? Oh, yeah. we could just go to the list. Goes down room 222, bitch. <laughs> okay, you know, um, 227. Two, two, Denise uh, Nichols. Jack, okay, okay. Oh, God. Room, yeah. So we could, Julia, girl. Okay. <laughs> Working out Old Diane Carroll. Yeah. So we could just American keep going um, way back. Hazel, but she was white. She Shirley was white. Booth. But she had um, black qualities. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> she stole. She sang gospel. <laughs> Uh, Maya Angelou, goddammit. Yeah. But anyway, you, I wanted you gravitated to gravitated like, toward the... I, now... The, I Love Lucy was my favorite, though. Lucy and you know Obama. I Love Lucy created the three-camera exactly, format, the, which you the love. The multi-camera, which I love. Ralph is no... He has done many multi-cams, so... I love the multi-cam format, and... I love the multicam format because you have a live audience. Oh, it's so like it's, doing theater. Yeah, and yeah. I love I love the instant gratification of applause and laughter from theater, and coupled with the fast pace of being on a TV set and just having to find your mark and m make the jokes funny and sail. It's just such an empowering kind of feeling. But anyway, I've wanted to do that since the beginning. I mean, my my through line is is very just pedantic. I was five years old. I want to be on TV. Were you and precocious? I was precocious. Yeah. And you weren't and, shy because a lot of actors were shy, you know. As an only child, I wasn't that shy. My father was a doctor, so I used to follow him around. So I was like the young Dr. Cole. So I was precocious that way with a good vocabulary and being smart. And when you're an only child, well, when I was an only child, I created a lot of things 
to in- entertain myself. Like Gilda Radner said she used to do. Yes. To get and create the Gilda Radner show in her bedroom. And that's what I would do and just have my... I, you know what I had? I had my father as my co-star. Right? Right. I would sing Flower Drum Song and Gypsy. And he would, and he would and participate. He would, yes, and he'd play the Jack Klugman. He'd play all the other subsidiary roles. I was always, So your dad was sort of... Had had performance. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He had, your mom was more. She was more reserved. reserved she was right. um, a school teacher, very um, meticulously and immaculately wardrobed. Right. But my father did have that show business side to him too. So we sang, and I, you know, God, I can remember. Bur- there, oh, God, and I just looked this up the other day on Crenshaw Bull. There used to be a cafeteria called Entras, O-N-T-R-A, and they had several locations, but we live in Windsor Hills, so that when we went the to Black was Beverly Crenshaw. The, the what? The Black Bear. Exactly. The, on Crenshaw Bill, Boulevard, and we used to go there. I would get blueberry muffins and uh, turkey and dressing, and I can remember being in there one day with my father singing You Gotta Have a Gimmick from Gypsy, which is the stripper song, and he would be like, why is it that's the song you always gravitate to? You know? <laughs> Little and did like, he know. I know, right? What was coming. Uh, but I loved it, and um, he encouraged me to do all that. My father always said to me, do whatever makes you happy, even right. if it's being a ditch digger. That's, you know. Right. It'd be the, he, be the best ditch be, digger. At, yeah. And just whatever made you happy. That's good so. to know in case we are digging ditches. Ditches, which I would on. do on TV, you know. Right. Um, but I meant in real life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. You yeah. Just, no yeah. judgment here. No, exactly. But yeah, so my, my, my journey has been, I got a, a good education. I mean... When I think about telling but you this, let me but let me ask you though. When you went to, were you doing children's theater? Did you do drama in high school, or I any did, of that, or did it just happen when you left? Well, I did plays, Easter pageants, and things. But in high school, I was more into band and orchestra. Okay, and junior high, I played the flute and piccolo. And in junior high, I was in some. Those play- are sexy. I did plays. What? Sexy instruments. The right? flute and piccolo. You know what I find, just as a segue, I always resented that it was considered a feminine instrument. And these are little things that Oh, I, uh, that that I didn't know. I just thought more nerdy. These are things that I grew up with, you know, different things I have problems with our society. Really? It was always about, thought of as kind of was, feminine? Yeah, like that and the oboe, perhaps. Oh. You know, whereas the trumpet or the trombone oh, that was a tough. or the drums were the Arr. more the you know, the um <clears throat> or the tuba. Well actually more, that that's even more homophobic because the tuba you have to blow really hard and I mean yeah it's it's so funny just the way our society views things but anyway I played the flute and piccolo and I was in the marching band I was in the orchestra I was in the Los Angeles Police Department band right so I was musical so you were way. performing I've always been a performer but it was re- in high school yeah it was still band and orchestra it was really in college Pomona College in Claremont where I got my where I acted where you started. But you were always funny, right? I've always been funny. Um, Were you sort of the class clown? I've always been the class clown. I've always been the talkative one. Did you get the thing about talking too much in class? I did. We love Ralph. He's great, but he really talks too much. Didn't I tell you that? Miss Quinn in English class, Emerson. Isn't that funny, the things you remember? And isn't it funny that that would be considered a bad thing? Well, she didn't write it on my progress report. She wrote it on my friend, David Fields. David would do a lot better if he wasn't influenced by Ralph's talking. (laughs) You know. But where's David today? David, I don't know. I lost contact okay. with him. Okay, David, if you're listening. Yeah, David Fields from you know Emerson Junior High. We were on the bowling team together. Oh. Um, but yeah, I've always been talkative and chatty, and I was most comical, I think. In high school? Yeah, I think I was the most okay, comical. Well, so, and most, so I've always been funny. My father was funny. and Would you I'd, tell people back then? Because I would think, you know, 
I always thought if you grew up in LA, because I'm, of course, you know, I transported myself, mm -hmm. you know, to LA. So I always wondered if growing up in LA, it, it must have been, if you had these aspirations, it must have been so amazing to just be like, I'm right here. It was. That's why when I go to Television City, thanks to you getting me in for when I've gotten to go in for Young and the Restless, it's such a thrill. When I met Sheila and. Sheila Guthrie? Yeah, I was like, could I just take a moment to tell you how excited, the first time I went in, how excited I am to be here because with my mother and father driving around Beverly Boulevard and Fairfax, I would see that big, big eye and the CBS television. And all the history studio. there. Yes, and Lucille Ball. Yeah. And it would be like, oh God, she's probably in the building now. And oh, I, Sonny and Cher and Carol Ed Burnett. Sullivan, Carol yes. Burnett. Carol, you know, so who I got to meet one day, but um, that was such a thrill for me. So getting to go and be there at CBS Television Studio, now when I get to go by Sony and Paramount and CBS Radford and Raleigh, and when you're downtown at LA Center Studios down there, it's so fun to know, like, God, I passed these places growing up, and now I get to be a part of it. Burbank Studios, Burbank, and I was born Radford. in Burbank. So, um, yeah, so my through So really in college is when you started theater and plays. And yes, I was. I was. Did you start singing also in college? I mean, I, I, I know you were singing, but did you do musicals in college? I did, in college, yes, I did Three Penny Opera. Okay, and so yeah, I did musicals in college. I was in the choir with um, the Cathedral Choir School in fifth and sixth grade. I, I toured in England wow. in different cathedrals. Wow. I was a soprano, so I started out musical, and then said, "So I've always been. I was born." Theatrical. That's the word we're looking for. And then it went musical, and then I was able to just segue into my plays in college and always wanting to do TV. And then after graduating from college, moved to New York City. And that, that's where I wanted to, go, go, I wanted to talk about that. So, so what I found fascinating, fascinating, but I understand it because you, you, you kind of, we all want to leave where we've grown up because mm. we need to spread our wings and find ourselves. And so you up and left and went to New York City, which actually sounds like the perfect thing. Cuz you cuz if you had stayed here and pursued the business, you were you were not getting that independence away from the family. Exactly. That's exactly it. You know, it's like, you know, I think back if I had stayed in LA, where would my career have gone if I had really just stayed Especially for here TV, right? And per, yeah, stayed and pursued it. But I, I needed to get away right. because I was an only child and my parents were very protective um, <clears throat> in, in being their only child. And I understood all of that. But I, I've been very pragmatic all my life. I knew at a young age, it's like, okay, I will go to college for them. That's what they really want right. me to do is get, get the your degree. education. I knew back in night in the sixties, like before I was five years old, I can remember thinking, okay, I'll do this school thing. <laughs> I'll go to college. I'll go for four years and that's it. And then I'm moving to New York city. And didn't you have a, did you take a trip to New York city when you were younger? Yes. And you knew then also my like, father's sister lived that there. cemented with you. Yeah. That, that you, it was just exciting in the subways and just everything about Manhattan. It's so different than LA. Yeah. That's important also. Cause again, we want to, we want something different than what we, you know, from what we grew it up It was with. all completely, I had never seen it snow before because <clears throat> I lived in LA. Um, I had never lived on my own. I'm an only child, so I always wanted siblings, so that didn't happen. But I wanted to, 
I wanted to be on my own. I mean, women I knew got to drive cross country by themselves and their parents let them do it. And my parents were so nervous. My father in particular, my mother was like, yeah, try it. Go, please. You know, and, I mean, my longest trip Rose was, was like, bye. Bye bye. bye Los bitch. Angeles to San Francisco. She was still protective. Yeah. But, you know, it was like with my father, you know, I am, he loved me and didn't want anything to happen. But yeah, it was all that differentness stuff. I, I want to go to New York. I want to see what it's like there. I thought I would break right into TV commercials and that didn't happen. But I studied and I worked hard and auditioned. I, I auditioned. I was a you word processor. You were a processor. bike messenger, right? I was a bike messenger. I did word processing. Um, met Carlise Burke. Met Carlise Burke, who is a famous actress right now. A and, dear friend. Um, a very, very I mean, that's just friend. an example where in life you meet people when you meet them and then you don't know what's going to happen and then years later you reconnect. We reconnected but- here in Hollywood, auditioning together and we've stayed friends. In fact, I showed... <clears throat> I won't say the name of the show, but I uh, Carlise is on the set right now, right. shooting a, a, a fabulous role. She looks fabulous with her haircut and Did her makeup. Did she post something? She no, she couldn't oh, yet. Yeah, she sent it to me. I laughed with her and I said, oh, I'm, "I, I, this is coming through a text, girl. I didn't see this on your Instagram page. She looks so fabulous. Is she playing a diva? She's playing or a tough? judge." Okay. Another judge again. I but I laugh with her and I say, why can't you look like this every day? Oh, and I guess she and I, you know, we have a great joking relationship. But that was it. I mean, she, you met her, and she was. You she were was both in market, temping, she right? Was, yeah, or, she was in advertising. I was in us uh, working for a sales promotion company. We met on the elevator at the Gray Bar Building, four twenty Lexington, wow, in Manhattan, and we. It, I won't go too far on a tangent. Her father tragically was killed. He mm. was a subway mm. motorman. And his death was posted on the cover of the New York Post. And I remember crying. Not knowing her. Not even knowing her. Just crying for the family that he went to work that morning and is not coming home. Not knowing mm-hmm. Carlise Burke at all. Fast forward to, I meet Carlise Burke. Somehow, you know, we're nurturing our new friendship. It comes up that it was her father and I was like oh my god I cried for you before and I she's an only you. child and she's an too. only child also right so and we were great friends in New York and then our path she moved to New she moved York to LA right no she moved to LA and I stayed in New York right. so we just lost contact and then one day I was at home going through IMDB and stuff and I th- them Car- I typed in Carlise Burke for some reason and or I had seen her I had seen her picture at the the um, center on McFadden Street as it was doing stand-up. Oh, and I was like, you were like, stand-up? Carly's Burke? I went, is that the same? Car-? And I looked her up and I saw, oh my God, she's a major TV, TV actress. actress. And I just... Because like 20 years had gone, had gone by. I had no idea. The next day, she and I reunited at an audition. See? I mean, it was amazing. And I could I recognized her from the, her back. She was bent over signing in and I recognized her. We made the entire... Did she have the long hair then? She had the long hair. Did she have the long hair when you met her? No, because she had short hair So then. she had changed her whole yeah, look. Yeah, her whole look was different. And we made the whole waiting room cry. Mandy Sherman was the casting director on that show. What, what about, about Brian? Brian? You remember? Oh, yes. yes. And she and I ended up... Book- I didn't book that episode. She booked that episode. I booked a subsequent a episode. One. 
But that was our reunion. And the same with Ronald Butler, Ronnie right. Butler, another reunion, knowing him from New York days. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew each other in New York. No, I never knew the Ronnie Butler, that you guys knew each other in New we York. We knew each other in New York. And used uh, to Ralph's watch. other dear friend. Yeah, yes. No, I mean, I don't mean like he only has two. But they're really my, yeah. No, but they're <laughs> I really. I said that like his other friend. My other friend, I have two. No, but I didn't know that um, you guys had known each other in oh, New York. Oh, we knew each other in New York. Because the funny story with Ronnie was 2004, I was auditioning for Scrub. And I had just gotten my agent, and it's like, and I had done TV before, but not a lot. So right. 2004 was my official start. It was one line on the show Scrubs, and they were and like, "Don't make a meal of it." Don't make a meal out of it. Brett Romano, Ralph. the Brett Brenner, the casting director said to me, and they were like 20 guys for this one part, and I thought, God, I can't believe they make us gut. They bring in all these people for this one line, four words, one line, sweets for the sweet. I went in there and did it. He said, "Do you have any questions?" No, I don't. Um, <clears throat> did it, came out, and Ronnie had gone in before me, and Ronnie said, oh, wait, I know you. You're the guy that always steals parts from me. Because in New York, we used to audition against each other for plays and things, and I guess I had booked several parts. At, but you know, did you actually know him in New York? Or we more? knew each other. We yeah. used to go to the same gym, American Fitness. And uh, so that was in 2004, and that was our reunion. And five days later, Oh, oh, and I booked the show. I booked Scrubs. And then five days later, you my father passed away. You took that part away from him? Also. Part, yeah, you I took, took that, that part away from him, too. Okay. And um, Then your dad passed. And then my father passed away five days later. Because let me... Okay, so from that point, we have to go back because... So Ralph did almost... I, I did time, like you were doing time. 20 years in New York? Mm-hmm. I made it sound like mm-hmm. you're in prison. But... But you, Orange is the new black. Um, <laughs> Adam Lindo. That. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, congratulations, yes, Adam Lindo. On everything. Yeah. And, yeah, and Gary But no, Lennon. so um, Ralph's father, you get a call, right, that your father needed some care. Because I'm trying to get you back. What got you back to L.A.? Oh, what got me back to L.A.? I was performing in Portland, Maine in a play, Blues for an Alabama Sky. I was starring in this great play. And my mother phoned me. I mean, contacted me. I guess it would have been however, email or whatever it was, and said, um, I had to take your father to the hospital. It was the day after my birthday. It was the day after my 42nd birthday because she didn't want to tell me on my birthday to upset me. So I was doing the play, got the news, and I had to finish the play because I didn't have an understudy. So I finished the play, flew home, and it was at that time, that was the year 2000. The millennial. Yeah, I'll go home and take care of my father and get the house cleaned up because our house was a mess. He had let it get really junky. He was still a prominent physician, but... You know, it was just things... That was not his priority. He was busy working. Exactly. And my mother had moved to her own apartment in Marina Del Rey. They were married, but separated. So, excuse me. So, uh, I went home in 2000 and got the house ready. My father was a physician, like I said. So, I put him up in a nursing home for six months while my partner at the time got the house ready for him. He came home for Christmas of 2000 and I took care of him blessedly for four years until he passed away. We were holding hands. Again, in the house you grew up in. In the house that I grew up in. And for those four years, 2000 to 2004, I only did one... I didn't do any TV then. I did one musical, La Caja Fall in Long Beach because my father got to see it. And um, that was 2003. He died in 2004. My mother had a stroke in 2004, so I took care of both of them for six months. Then in, Daddy in two died. different places? Yeah, back and forth, right. like from the marina, 20-minute drive. And then Daddy died in November 
of 2004. And that's when I decided to stay here and take care of my mother. And I decided, and I'm going to get on TV. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And then I got that agent, Liz Hanley, at the Bi-Coastal Agency, and uh, got Scrubs. And and Scrubs was your first job back back. to me. My first job back, and it was so easy. I remember writing Liz, emailing Liz, going... um, Oh, my audition went really well. And she goes, oh, the part is yours unless it's And you're like, out. oh, I've arrived. Like, really? <laughs> God, that was easy. So, yeah, I did get to book. The part wasn't cut out. Matthew Perry directed the episode. I worked opposite Matthew and Zach Braff, and uh, who he and Zach and I share a birthday. And um, so that was the start. But, yeah, then a year later, a year went by. I know. Daddy died, did my thing, you know, was taking care of my mother and living life as a caregiver. And then the next show came around Rodney yes, in 2005. Sitcom. And Rodney was a great multi. That was like. Was that your first multi That was my first multi cam. I had so much fun on that fucking show. They let me do everything. So you felt like when you walked on the set, you had. This was like uh, putting on some old comfortable shoes. Yeah. And it was my first time, but it was like, it's Father Knows Best and I Love Lucy. All like. Just watch out, bitch. It's been I'm in here. my body. I am ready to go. Amy Peets was on that show. And Amy Peets said, You're the first. Guest star. And I think I was a co-star on that show. Amy you're, comes from Caroline in the City. Okay. Amy said, you're the first guest star, co-star. Our, you're the first guest on our show who has gotten exit applause. So that's how funny. <laughs> and you said, well, I get those in real life. I get that at Trader Joe's. I, I get so that I, at Ralph's. So I don't know what you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. Pay for less. But, um, and Ross dress for less on right. Tuesday. Right, Tuesday, yeah. senior discount. But, um, yeah, you can so find anything. I, I was like... I got these shoes there, though. They look good. But I know, thank stay you. Stay on focus. But um, <laughs> stand. Oh, by the way, listeners, you you do see that we will segue. Oh my god! Uh, so if you're yeah. ADD or if you have vertigo, whatever. Oh, Planet Earth. Anybody just, listening to the show? We don't like, care. We're all fuck? over the place. I will bring it back around. They're just talking, talking, talking. But that's what radio is. It's a radio fucking talk show. Yeah. So the th- bottom line is, show you. <laughs> let's go back because. Then you reconnected with Ronnie Butler, mm-hmm. and you guys continue your friendship. We from have that point a on. great friendship now, yeah. right? And then you're so you did Rodney, that Rodney, gave you your that cemented your s- knowing you could slam a, a single. Uh, I mean, a multicam. Got did that, and the next thing was fucking two and a half men, uh-huh. and it was like okay, bam, I am here and ready to go. And going out to get take your bow and everything, I was like I curtain was so call weird. and curtain call. John and then they Pryor, they give you your it, you've seen Ralph Sheen. on Rodney and oh my god, the bread it's, line. It's, and- you know, <laughs> It just, so things started happening like that. I mean, you know me, I've always wanted more and it's always just to be regular, but I'm very proud for what I've done. And when I look back these 19 years, everything I've done has been whilst caregiving. And um, there's a real yin and yang to that with your career, right? Because like you said, your dad, you got scrubs and your dad passed away a week later or four days later. Five days later. And I said to him, when I, after I had done, gotten the audition, I said, daddy, I've just booked a, um, a job on a hospital show. I'm not playing a doctor, but I'm in the cafeteria, but it's still a hospital show all the same. And he smiled and he was so proud of me. So yeah, that was. And and you mentioned, because at that time you were with James. Right. So you had, you had your first was James was your first relationship right? right that you met in new york mm-hmm. and you guys were together like 12 years 11 years 11 yeah. years and so when you um when you ch- 
moved back from New York to here, had that relationship ended? It was, or was it transitioning? It was transitioning and dissolving into something, segueing into something new because James was very supportive to me, but yet they're not his parents. And And you weren't Japanese. And okay, yeah, and he wanted to. (laughs) Okay, and there's that. And uh, listeners, there is a story to that. that There's a whole story. And a monologue. My boyfriend turned Japanese. Oh, and a monologue when your boyfriend turns Japanese. One of the funniest things ever. Oh my God. Ralph will perform that at some point. That shit is like. But you guys I'm, maintained a really good friendship. We're still friendship. And you're still yeah. friends with Tushimaka, well, whatever his yeah, name is. Takanori. Takanori. And we get all get along fine. So it's all good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not one of these people. I didn't shut a lot of doors. I mean, there are people I hate and who I never need to speak to again. Oh, and, and you we know, know who those are. And but, they're listening. But yeah, And I hope they're listening. Right. But um, yeah, so that was my life with James. And then I continued on here, just single. Um, doing my life and then now taking care of my mother. Yeah. So, so yeah. So when I met Ralph in 2009, right? Mm-hmm. 2009, um, you know, Ralph was single and do, we, we started working together and then you started booking more parts and it was, you know, commingling mm-hmm. career or whatever. And, um, and then, and you and I had talks about, you know, we talked about getting older and, you know, who, you know, are we going to be single when we're older? Are we going to still be with someone? What's going to happen to us? Blah, 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 and all that stuff. Well, yeah, but but just to say, you were with Dennis. So right. You, you, I mean, I, I was with Dennis, but we both talked about the, you know, I always said, well, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we would have these discussions about, are we, you know, Ralph was always saying, well, I'm keeping my house in Windsor Hills. And I was like, good, well, you can open it up as a senior mm-hmm. home for act, for senior actors. I may be living there. But Lo and behold, oh, okay, so uh, let's not forget, along the way, Ralph did some amazing theater, um, being, one of them would be Sisterella. Sisterella. Which you actually started working on in New York, Yes, right? in 1995. Right, and, you, and ironically, you got to come to L.A. as a, not as a local hire, no, right? Yeah. I mean, as part of a tour. Exactly. And get to come here and mm-hmm. do the show at the Pasadena Playhouse. Exactly. And your dad got to see that, Yes, right? he your saw Your mom that. and your parents he, saw Yes, that. my parents. And ironically, were... I saw that play at the time, not knowing that we would ever know each other. And I remember you in it. And that's how Bob I met Lou. Cheryl Lee Ralph, Babalu. Yeah, my parents were there for it. I won the NAACP Theater Award for it, which my father accepted wow. for me because I was in Massachusetts doing... doing Lakaja Fall when I won that award, and uh, so yeah, he got to see that that Michael Jackson, Robert De Niro, huge journey on that. Dick Scott, you kind of got to Larry see Hart. that. You were sort of part of almost like a workshop. You got to see it from like infancy coming right. all the way together. And I and I didn't even start. Wanda Houston, Rain Pryor, go back before I do with Larry Hart with it. And you're still and, friends with all these, and people. I'm still know all of them, and. Uh, <clears throat> They had started with some workshops. I joined them because I remember the cast of Smokey Joe's Cafe. Oh, I love Smokey Joe's. They did a reading of Sisterella in Manhattan. And I can remember looking in the breakdowns, the drama log or backstage oh, at the time. It was probably backstage. Seeing the ad for Sisterella going, oh, God, all these big black gospel voices. I'll never be in that musical. Pass. And then I read the one part about Babalu, and I was like, but wait a second. I could play the fairy godfather. That'd be fierce. And I did, and the rest is history. And I got to work with Yvette Kassan. So yeah. I did work with these black fucking diva voices. Divas. And that's why I call Yvette Kassan my black diva woman, because I was in Six Inch Heels. So I was towering over her, and I would look down her black throat, hearing these amazing, amazing notes. Coming out of her mouth, <clears throat> Yvette and I are still friends. 
Um, now, so, let, let me ask you, when when did you starting to do performing and drag in parts? What was that f- beginning for you? Um, I guess I had started... Because Babalu was, was uh, um, androgynous, not it, drag, really. I was in drag. You figure, you consider that drag? Yeah, because yeah. I wore a dress. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I um, he was supposed to be a, a, a chameleon. Right. And, um, but, but that he, wasn't your first... It wasn't my first foray into drag. I had done some plays at West Beth Theater in New York. So I had done some meaty plays there. Um, I worked with Jeff Weiss. Um, I wasn't in drag for that, though. But I played... I play, you know, Because the, you're a whole other person in drag. I mean, it's a whole other thing. Yeah, and you, it was... Cause you, Listeners, Ralph kind of has, if you look up Ralph on IMDb, which I hope you will, because we want to keep that number low. Exactly. Um, Ralph also has an amazing TV career playing drag characters on television. And separate from, you know, out of drag. So you have like two things going. Yeah, it's like you playing, you know, the really gritty homeless guy towards playing the bad guy. Right. You know, it's still a dark kind of character, but there you you have your... But it's your funny, niches. you tend to get to play darker, grittier people in drag in drag yeah i'm you, I, out of drag you're much more lighter and funny. lighter and funnier yeah. yeah in drag i've always been the the i find the dead body i'm the sassy one you're the tough one i'm the one in charge i'm the tough a little more one. street street a little more, a little more urban. street and um but it's funny because so you're but in me. in your other acting career other stuff like you're so non-urban yeah it's so I mean, different it, i'm mean, like yeah i've um you can't get a part on bet mm-mm Right. I did one of those jobs, Lord All Men Can't Be Dogs. With Vivica Fox. With Vivica Fox. So I got to do a, a, an urban But uh, then drama. Sisterella, people got to see you on a, on a, when I say national level, but I mean, that was your big in drag kind of yeah, moment. Yeah, my big moment. Yeah. And it was like, and everyone thought I'd be nominated for a Tony if it ever went to Broadway, but because of- Larry Hart. Just Larry Hart and just problems that we had with the production, it never made it to Broadway. It did go to Germany and Australia and I did the German production and was there for five months with the production. So I'm so proud of that. And then I have dementia too. So I have to- Well, like, yeah. I was. I'm, I knew you were going to probably- I was leading to dementia because I had, you know, I had seen this in the breakdowns, the casting breakdowns for this part which which was the latino theater company mm-hmm. it was all hispanic cast and i knew that ralph was you could do you could speak some spanish but you probably phonetically i don't even remember why i submitted you to be well, honest you submitted, it was just one of those it was weird a, things it was a great it was a great role right so you submitted me for a great role and you said to me when i booked the part you need to remind the nation you need to remind the planet earth how fierce you are the industry the industry because you haven't done anything major like this in sisterella Sister, on yeah. stage so you need to redo that that was 2010 and that so was we'd LATC. only known each other a year yeah los yeah. angeles theater center yeah i remember so ralph went in and grabbed this part basically and, and i remember that's why you submitted me it was for that reason right because the role of lupe was such a major role you were like but it wasn't african-american no it was, it was i don't know why i there again because we don't know what i went with my gut because it seemed like such a standout part so ralph gets this part it was like a, just a phenomenal production Everybody in it, Sal Lopez, the whole family, Ralph was amazing, standout. I mean, I think Ralph would say, right, you felt 
the work you put into that took you to another level. Oh, as an it actor. definitely was. I just got goose pimples. Yeah, I was nauseated when I got got cast because I had fourteen songs to You're sing like, half in Spanish. Oh, here in we six go. Six heels. right in Spanish. Like, oh my god! And I remember at the audition saying to them, I said, "You guys can't find any." Hispanic up in LA to play this part, you but know, they and you. they said, We want you. That's right. And I was like, Wow. And I did it. And Ralph is diligent about uh, when he, that's being the good student. I worked were. so fucking hard on that show and it was great. I did, that was 2010. Right. And you so, got to meet Sal and these who became instant nah. friends. And, and they then, welcomed me into their family. And then, um, how many years... When was that... I'm getting to the Christmas party when you met... Michael. Michael. Well, that would have been three years later. Three years later. After Dementia. Because Dementia we did 2010 and I met Michael in 2013. Right. At their so, party. Yeah. So Ralph had, you know, stayed in touch and was friends with all of them, went to their yearly parties mm-hmm. and this was their year-end Christmas party. Their annual tamalava party where they make tamales. Right. So Ralph goes. And just as a regular night out. No big deal. And, and what happened? I meet the love of my life, Michael Kremen. And Michael knew Sal and Urbany through CrossFit. CrossFit. And so that's why he was invited to the party. He and I, and the funny story is they have a screen door. And one year when I was at the party, I walked through the screen door and I was so <laughs> embarrassed. As you I would mean, be. usually it's a glass door. And the I glass mean, some door of us was have open. hit door. You it know. was a fucking black screen door, went through it. Um, Did it fall it down? Totally. It, yeah, I went through it. and it Mangled it. It mangled it. Loved it. And like Sal had to come and like, you know, bend it all back into shape and get it back on the track. So everybody laughed. We all he's got like, through God, it. He's pulling focus, even trying to you know, go In our the door. home, I'm destroying their home. And uh, Did you get applause? Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I got more laughter, but it, I was horrified because uh-huh. you're in somebody's house right. and you've fucked Damaged up their Damaged the property. Well, the year I met Michael... We were all sitting in the kitchen, and he walked through the screen door. He did not. I don't know. I've never heard this story. And I laughed so hard when he walked through it, because we had all been just talking about me going through it. Then Michael walks through, and I go, oh, thank God the crown has been taken off Thank God it's a white person. Yeah, and it's you now, and like, good. So that was our meeting, and we just met in the kitchen and liked each other, and do what you do at a party, and chatted. We exchanged numbers, and we're never... Apart from, and, the, I mean, and w- let's say now, going back also, if I'm correct, wasn't Michael just coming out of a situation of his own in his own personal life, he, where he he had lost he had lost his mother, and he had lost his partner of right, seventeen right, years that year, right, a month before, and this was sort or of like, like yes, his first time out. I mean, he he was going out to he was out with his friend Tiffany Chung, and it was his he had said to Tiffany, "I'm ready to start. I need to get out, meeting people, and getting out now." And we met at this party. I mean, you want to talk about an affirmation to the to the universe? Like, I mean, it's amazing. And I was just there to be at the party. to get. And, to- and what I was going to say about you is my point about Ralph is like, Ralph is indicative of like, when you, you meet people when you're not looking, you know, Ralph was just, he wasn't shut down to it, but you weren't looking for it. You weren't desperate all. for it. You were just open and just living your life. Taking and Taking care of my mother. Taking care of your mother. And then you guys connected. We totally connected. And yeah, I mean, but just, even that you guys kept a little. Now you kept that secret because well, Ralph's good at keeping a secret. We didn't see each other for three months. We texted every day, right? And um, 
Then in the third month, it was right before my birthday, we went out for a dinner. We had d- done one or two dinners before. And then we went out for a dinner. And then it was really around my birthday, April 6th, where we really connected and right. started seeing each other. But then all while we were dating, we didn't tell any. I never said anything to anybody. No, because when, when I met Michael, it was after uh, your play at the... Um, oh, Bitches. At, was it after, bitch? No, Gary Lennon's play at, at the... I oh, forgot at, the name of the theater. Right, Bootleg Theater. Bootleg. So you and Michael and Stephen Grove and I, we went to... Oh, El Cholo. Cholo. That's right. And again, Michael was just introduced as just a friend of yours. Yeah, you know? we, we just had never... We had decided not to say anything, just to see how it would go. Right. And then Michael and I were falling in love and I was saying no we can't do this because I take care of my mother, mother and I didn't want to bring somebody into my situation because caregiving is a lot right. and my mother is doing fine her her situation was different back then I've you know of course you I have to deal with every situation as it goes along and um but he wanted to join me on the journey and we fell in love Decided to marry. Yes. We married unbeknownst to everybody. In fact, what is today? The 13th. Tomorrow is three years years. that we had the wedding party. On Valentine's. On Valentine's Day. And Michael and I got married January 28th, 2016. And we just started doing it. And then he moved in. Huh? Doing it? Do, uh, do, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm no. glad you wait. You waited we till you were married, no, which that is was, a good Christian. That was lady so nice. No, do. we actually no, we we did things before. The I marriage. would hope so. But um, no, we did our thing, and he supported me magnanimously right. uh, through my career and read with me and taped me for my auditions, and then um, and helped me take care of my and, mother. And, and Michael was a uh, like me. Michael loved reality television. It, so we're just like the way Dennis and Ralph, it, they can't be around it basically. And so Michael and I bonded over reality, the housewife shows. And so we, Michael had, Michael came on our show to talk about housewives. Along with Dara, because they all did that entertainment dish together. Yeah. And it was lovely and it was wonderful. And we cooked up a storm. Michael is a wonderful, wonderful chef. chef. And we, we had the best life and we created everything together. And then Michael was diagnosed with liver cancer in I, 2018. What, in April? In April. Um, two and weeks this after just came completely out of, out of the, the blue. blue. He had like some stomach and, pains. Yeah. And um, so that was April 23rd of, last year. Yeah. of 2018, and he lasted for seven months and but, worked very hard, diligently, valiantly, as you might have used that word before, to beat the disease. So <clears throat> that's where we are now. He passed away November 21st, 2018. It's not even been three months So it's yet. not been three months yet. And well, um, What I wanted to talk about was, because, you know, so many people are dealing with cancer. Like I unfortunately just got word my first cousin has a brain tumor. Mm. He's 59. Mm. I mean, it's just, you know, we, everyone listening, cancer is just, you know, just everywhere. Um, when, so, cause we talk about the yin and yang of life at the same time last year, Ralph was probably working more than ever because on his career, I mean, you booked snowfall and several other NCIS and other, things that have a film and boy culture yeah and And so that's to me is sort of the the hardest thing to think about was you on one hand you were now you're caretaking 
your mom and Michael, mm-hmm. but yet you're valiantly carrying on with your career. Exactly. And what I want listeners to know was that for, for, for dear friends and supporters of Ralph, we didn't know which was, which is, which is, you have to respect the people's choice to not tell people. So it's just in hindsight that we look back on the last year now and we go, oh my God, the stuff that you were dealing with mm-hmm. and, and put on such a great face. Although I don't think you put it in a face. Like I know you. And so I know you showed up on these jobs as, as you always would have, because that's you. But at the, the point was the show has to go on and that's, you have I to- feel strong. Like Lucille Ball had to go through back in the day when they were accusing her of being a communist. Mm. And one of her funniest episodes is Lucy and Ethel's dress shop. And it was during that episode where she was really going through the ringer and being questioned and being accused. And of course, when you watch the episode, the McCarthy see, time. Yes, you don't see any of that. Of course, you, you wouldn't. That would be unprofessional. So, but the, the, the distress that she was and Ajita that she was having to go through and still perform is the same thing that any performer does and what I right. went through with Michael. And as you always talk about the yin and the yang, Michael and I were sitting waiting in therapy for his chemotherapy at precisely the time you called me on the phone and said, Ralph, are you sitting down? And I said, yes, I was sitting right across from Michael. And you literally said, are you sitting down? You just booked in CIS. Michael, we're ready for you. I mean, it literally happened like that. I was on the phone with you going, okay, honey, I'll be in there in a second. I'm just going to finish some school. I booked in CIS. Oh, my God. And then he went off to do his thing. I was on the phone with you, hung up with you, went and got Michael. And it's like, oh, my God, how do you feel? Is everything okay? You're ready. I can't believe it. I booked it. Oh, my God. That is the kind of yin and yang you go through. And then you cry and hold each other. And Well, the beauty also is that looking back on 2018, like we said, there were like three or four really significant job bookings Mm -hmm. that you got to share that with Michael. Exactly. You know, so he got to, because he always was supportive, but then it was like, then he got to see it, it happening. Yeah. And you know, just as a perfect close to this conversation, on the way here today, I'm still getting different memos and emails from people that he went to high school with mm-hmm. and that I was trying to contact to let them know about Michael. And one of the people today sent me photos of him when he was in The Sound of Music and A Midsummer's Night Dream. And I knew Michael had performed before we had discussed that. So it was fun to see my little guy doing his His thing thing. back in the day in high school performing. So he was no stranger to it. He... Um, he appreciated he it. He really appreciated it. He loved running lines with me. He loved... You guys did great self-tapes. Self-taping me. He was so great like that. So I have... And, you know, and then after Michael passed away, I got these great auditions. Well, that's and, what we, I wanted to talk about. I mean, everyone knows I'm a true believer in the afterlife and spirits. And uh, I don't think... I think our souls continue and they linger for whatever reason. But, I mean, it was getting to the point literally like... How many auditions? You got like, like five, five in a row. Like in a back-to-back. In two weeks. Yeah, and it was so amazing. And like, you know, I wish that would happen every week, but I knew it was Michael. It was Michael, I totally. knew it was Michael. I just... And one of the parts, one of the parts, or maybe the first audition you got was you being a caretaker or you're, or you're a gay the... character. It was a parallel. It was, it a was few so eerie. In, and it was like, I was so cocky. I said, I, I'm booking it. This is Michael. Because it was about a couple 
A gay couple. A gay couple. And one of them is sick with some weird-ass disease. And he's the quiet one. And then the the talkative, bossy one is the character I was auditioning for. But my first line was basically verbatim to what I had said to one of Michael's doctors two weeks prior in the ER. Wow. So it was so like, oh, God, I cannot believe I'm just like, what, like, what... What an amazing life imitating gesture art. to get this particular audition. And I, I felt for me, like when I read the lines, I felt that was Michael's way of saying to you, you're going to soar in your career. I believe that. It wasn't too. about booking that particular job, <clears throat> mm, but the fact it was that audition, mm-hmm. it was so dead on parallel yeah. to real life that. It had to be his way of saying, you're going to be fine. I just felt that too, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great sign, and I continue to get them, and I always get them, and he's a do part you, of me do you forever. Find, are there certain um, times when you feel you know Michael's around, or are there certain things that, you know, like, um, you know, my, my mom, had, we have the cat thing. Oh, right. And then... My mom also has this thing with wind. Whenever there, I I know when there's a strong burst of wind or whatever, she I feel her presence. And Dara has a thing with her mom with with birds, mm. birds that show up. Everybody has a different kind of. It hasn't quite been so. I mean, I remember <clears throat> the day he died. That morning, the smile that came across his face, and for me, that was such a great sign, knowing that. He was going to be okay. He was there. He could hear me because he had told me three years before when everything was normal Mm -hmm. and just lovey, dovey. We were cuddling one day and he just said to me out of the blue, I want you to be the last person I see when I die. When I close my eyes for the last time, the final time, I want you to be the final person I see. And it was so like, I came home and wrote it down. I was like, God, nobody's ever said that to me before. Like, why would he do that? God, he loves me so much. And we just loved each other so much. So when the time came, I did try to be that last person. You were. And I basically was, I mean, well, not technically because... He died without me right there. I wanted to be right. I wanted him to die in my arms. But that didn't quite happen. But because I was with him that morning and saw that smile mm. and him grab my hand. You knew he was going to be okay. Yeah. And and this is what I think all couples, you know, want to want to know and want to talk about too. Is like we're at the age now where we have to think about death and we have to think about how do we want it to to look like and our what's going to happen make sure you have a will and make sure you have all that paperwork together and all that stuff and uh you know when you're younger you don't talk about these kind of things so i'm just so glad that you guys had that moment together and that uh i'm just very honored that i knew michael thank you so much i as i tell everybody within 5 years we created lifetime of memory so that will always be with me i'll always cry and but he'll always be with me i mean i'm wearing his ring his clothes you know it's yeah i want him to be with me and yeah i i mean has he come to me in a dream i had one dream where he was in it so far and in the dream i was apologizing to him for the phone I bought him because I we both have our Android phones and I bought him the the seven S seven Edge 
and he liked because he had always been iPhone, and he liked the phone, and you know, he really was so happy to get it. And now that he's gone, and I'm having to use his phone. I hate the phone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh You're my like, oh. God, this is how your phone behaves. It's different. And because I have an S7 active right. and his is an S7 Edge. But you bought they, it for him. And I bought it for him, but like our fo- two phones, they just, like I'm so used to mine. So now you're like, I, I had him give up his iPhone. Yeah. And he kept saying how much he loved the phone and he got used to it and liked it. He hated it. But now that he's gone, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is how your phone, like just certain things, like when you charge it, the way it cuts itself (laughs) off. And I'm like, your phone is just annoying to me. And in a dream recently, I was saying to him in the dream, oh God, I'm so glad you're here. I'm really sorry about that phone that I got you. I had no idea you had to go through all of that. And he was like, it's fine. And that was the end of the dream. So I want to believe, you know, and there'll be other times. Oh, there'll be uh, other times. Oh God, when I cook. I mean, I talk to him all the time. And I don't feel- Well, that's how he's alive. Yeah. I don't feel feel weird about it. I mean, I have his teddy bear he used to carry in his car. On his the bed, you know, and I talk to him, and all this stuff that I'm having to deal with him now, this post death stuff, right? And these emails with it's these a lawyers, and it's stuff, a lot. I read it all out loud to him, like he's fucking there. I feel so funny sometimes. Like, why do I do that? Well, I could just think about it. No, and, because I think that means he's there with you. I just feel like. Because our bedroom, we have a big bedroom, so we each have our own desk in there. It was sort of like your office it was and our, bedroom. It was our office in the bedroom, so we were always across from each other, and he heard everything I would be saying. So now all these things that I'm having to deal with on his behalf and his father's behalf, who's right, still alive right. in Florida, I turn back around to the bed. I was like, oh, pocket, so listen, you know, I mean, God, yeah. I, I laughed at myself the other day. I was talking to Mike, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> fuck I fucking called them and I asked them for the deadline they haven't fucking called me back I've given them so much time and now I'm under the wire like Michael why would they do this to me like I had a full out conversation Good. and letting him know my frustrations it's like I know they're your friends and I you know I need I needed the stuff I didn't get it and I there was a deadline I had and you know it's like I talked to him about all these different things cause that's how I just you would do, yeah. would have done, and he's there. In I guess one day I'll finally stop doing that. I mean, it's not like I'm <laughs> mumbling around the house per se, but I do do things in the bed, you know. And I'm thinking like, because I called him Pocket because he was my pocket gay, and <laughs> I I'll turn and look at the bear and go, oh Pocket. Okay, so this BMW thing that's being a pain in the ass. I said, well, I guess you heard the conversation. Well, you heard what I said, right? So. <laughs> And I read the emails to him because I used to read emails to him to see, like, how does this sound to you? Right. You know, or would before you read you laid it for, people before, out. Yeah. yeah. You know, does, is this coming right. across? Okay. Before we send a passive aggressive email. But I don't mind that. Good. I like it. It gives you him. comfort. It gives me comfort and I'm happy and I still have my mother, which I'm grateful for. And I have you oh. and I have the career. You have and, amazing friends around you. Yeah. So um, I'm going to call Jennifer Bassey later because she wrote me the nicest email. And, um, uh, well, all your, all of our listeners, everyone around the world, because we have always had listeners mm-hmm. from around the world, and we met so many wonderful people, and that's so many people reached out to you on social media, 
after Michael passed mm-hmm. as well. And thanks to you, you know, you we never posted anything. That's another thing. We never posted anything on social media as I didn't want to go through all of that. But then when he passed, things got posted. Yeah. And then I had to accept that and let people Well, know. I mean, and that's what I want, you know, people have to understand. Everyone, you have to respect people's wishes exactly. across period. No no in no arguments about exactly. it. Yeah. Well, I can't believe this time has Past. I know. I mean, we're, it, we, well, we could talk and we will continue to talk. Ralph and I are going to lunch after this. Exactly. Early dinner. Early well, in Palm Springs, this would be dinner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> With, oh yeah. my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, thank you so much, Ralph. Thank you, Jasper. It is so great I had to a see great you. Great time. I know everyone's loving hearing your voice and you're, you're welcome. As I've, I've invited Ralph to come here anytime so he knows yeah i have now no, he knows where we are yeah you know the bus incident is well you know rosa parks got through it i did too <laughs> so it's like <laughs> his voice will be, will heard, be heard as um, he has said many many okay, times okay thank yes. you and um yeah maybe i'll come on when bill comes on again bill yes, alberson bill alberson yeah. who's oh. now a client at newman thomas oh my god yeah planet earth we didn't even talk about to tell the truth no there's okay. so many well that- if ralph and i started talking about our connections he'll meet someone i'll meet someone we know each other and it has always been like that yeah but thank you for today it's like old thank times you for and sharing this is with help. everyone thank you this is like great healing for me well because it's like old times i'm getting back into my old habits and going to that reading yes. yesterday where i saw carolyn hennessy remember all the readings i Ralph go is to a great supporter of other actors and writers and Ralph loves to read the stage directions. Uh, so I anyone s- out there, if you have a play or a script, please, I will be your stage. Ralph reader. is, a, is affordable. I went to stage the, directions. I went to the blank. Thank you for that plug. I went to the blank theater on Monday night. I felt like my old self. Cause even if Michael were here, he might not have gone to that Probably with not. me. Not every event he would go to right. with me. He didn't feel like he needed to go. We went to plays together right, right. and stuff. And at the celebration theater and all of that with Michael Taylor Gray and Michael Shepard. But um it I felt like in my uh, oh I thought about oh God, I thought about that play that you and I went to Ed Hudson. Um as I was walking over to the blank. I was laughing. I actually I was laughing when I went to the blank, but I'm I was no, like, from, I'm no stranger to the blank stage either. Listen, I was like, isn't the theater well, I think this is part of the theater too. You were like, No, I think this is pretty much it. <laughs> but um I was in such my element walking from my car to the place I thought, Oh God, I'm gonna see this playwright who I haven't seen in twenty six years. Name? Oren Softy. Yes. Major playwright. 26 years I did his first play in at Columbia University. And we've stayed in touch all this time. Just like your friend. Like these these long-term people that we have stayed loyal to and stayed in touch and with. And they come in and out of your life. Like, and co-mingling. This is why we're fierce. If we say so it, ourselves. If we say so ourselves. Over the millennials now. Mm-hmm. And like... As as older actors say, I am too old to try to impress myself for these thirty year olds. But you and I will still do that mm-hmm. because those thirty year olds see what we have going, and the ones that are our age now know us from thirty years ago, right. and that's a wonderful thing. And what I'm what I'm also embracing is. I'm loving having these amazing people like Brandon, these millennials that are my uh, producer now. I'm I'm also learning what I can get from the younger generation too, because you know sometimes the that that generation gets painted with this broad brush mm-hmm. of like they're disconnected or they don't work or whatever. But then 
it's great to have like a Brandon who has all these fresh young ideas. Yeah, and like just so accommodating to me. Here's an example of a millennial who, I mean, sometimes millennials get a bad name because they're aloof and they don't know anything and they right. haven't had any history. But then you meet somebody like him who's accommodating and nice and treated me like a celebrity coming in here today. Well, I think because he's born and raised in Oklahoma. Okay. Probably the, has a lot to do with it. Okay. Right? And yeah. For animals. Yeah. And, um, but, um, yeah, well, you're going to come a, back. This is going to be part one yeah. to be continued. Yeah, absolutely. We may do a Ralph Cole Jr. Uh, miniseries. You just never know. And like, I, you know, I want to, you know, you've always given me the opportunity with certain guests who's going to be here that day. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to be a guest. I want to be on that yes. show. You know, anytime. So, well, and I think, and Planet Eartha, don't think I take that for granted to be on a major radio show because that's what this is now and that's what we do these days and people are clamoring to do this you know we're well, doing this out of a studio in Hollywood people are doing it at their kitchen tables or in a bathroom at home to make <laughs> themselves be heard because everybody wants their voice heard I know. and they want to stay relevant right? as relevant as we can because we're all you know um, it's just a new time so I welcome it I appreciate it and I will be back and tell her we're going to be looking for you on Jane the Virgin Jane which the will Virgin. be coming out this year yeah we're on se- they're on season 5 right now um, I'm in chapter 92 they're, right. the episodes are, are chapter n- numbers NCIS is re- will be rerunning Snowfall will be rerunning Re- from from uh, last and I have a Boy Culture coming boy out culture. with Alan Broca okay. um, that I worked with before uh, he wrote a great part for me I get to guest star on that so I have a nice episode coming up in that and I am currently in the film so, Untogether yes. with Ben Mendelsohn and his wife Emma Forrest for her writing and directorial. I don't know if it's her debut. And that's out which, on demand, right? That's out now, yes. It yeah. just opened a couple of days ago. I play the dog walker. Yes. So um, Ralph and I were up for the same movie, different parts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, homeless yeah, we were guy the, for me. We, were, we actually had a callback together. And um, yeah, and then people bringing their dogs to the audition. Yeah, because, we can't yeah. do that. And it's too funny. I, I laughed. I thought, well, I'm a dog walker in... Um, uh, untogether, and I'm holding the dog in NCIS. NCIS. Okay, so I'm yes, all about and the pet And you know how to work that dog. Honey, I You worked, worked imaginary dog in the audition, which helped you get the That's part. That's what helped me get the part. Uh-huh. And then I got well, to... Well, when we do our audition class, we'll use that <laughs> Yes. <one. laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That'll be our next workshop that we do. Tell everyone where they can follow you on social media. I am on, on Twitter. I'm at Ralph Cole Jr. And Facebook, Ralph Cole Jr. And IMDB, Ralph Cole Jr. and Instagram. Ralph Cole Jr. It's always It's same. always Ralph Cole Jr. Yeah. So, well, thank you, I Jasper. Love you. Thank you I so love much. I'll be back. We'll see you soon. Okay. Everyone, thanks for tuning in to another edition of One on One with Jasper Cole. We love you. Peace out. Bye-bye, Planet Earth. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Five-Hour Tea with caffeine from green tea leaves. It's delicious, energizing, and comes in three amazing flavors. With zero sugar and four calories, it fits your life. With its compact size and portability, it goes where you go. To the campsite, the hiking trail, the beach, without weighing you down. Five-Hour Tea. Caffeine from green tea leaves. Release your natural sight. From the makers of Five-Hour Energy. For more information, visit fivehourenergy.com. What does your morning sound like? That's daddy's little man. Morning, daddy. 
prepped your usual for Mickey D's. Here's to making your morning routine a little better with a delicious breakfast from McDonald's. Start your day at McDonald's with a refreshingly bold large McCafe iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary for a limited time. Cannot be combined with any other offer any combo meal. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.